Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dynasty In Depth. I'm Colt, here with Ryan. Happy holidays. Yeah, happy new year everyone. Happy new year. So we've been going through each of the divisions in the AFC and we're going to continue that today. But first, we had some football last night, some yeah. wild card games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my Buffalo Bills unfortunately lost due to a terrible call, a blindside block against an offensive lineman. Don't see that too often. Don't see that too often against the defensive lineman coming down the coming down the line. Uh, but since we were we were talking about the Texans and the Titans, our buy sells and rookies, we'd like to see. We figured we'd go through the games a little bit. Who impressed us during the playoff games? Obviously, Deshaun Watson, he's a stud. Because our defense, the Bills' defense is really good. Uh, and Deshaun Watson, like once he's outside the pocket, he looks really good. But he's so expensive. You're not going to be able to buy him. Yeah. Um, what is, is he? He's top three. He's yeah, he's a top QB th- three, probably. Yeah, he's a QB three. <laughs> One quarterback, you're not going to pay that much for someone like that. And two quarterback leagues, he's going to be way out of price range for anything I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. Second game, the Titans beat the Patriots, which was fantastic. As Steelers and Bills fans, we obviously hate the Patriots, as does most of America, except people that live in Boston, I believe. They're kind of like the Yankees. If you if you don't like them, you probably hate them. Yeah, yeah. Derrick Henry looked really good, had a huge game. What did you say he had a hundred he had over half of the team's total yards? Yeah, he had thirty five touches. For 204 yards, and the entire Titans offense had 274 yards, which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tannehill did not look good. Uh, he doesn't look like the type of player that is going to take the Titans to the next level. So that's good. it's going to be interesting to see how this playoffs play out to what the Titans do with his next, with his contract since he's on a one-year – is he a one-year or two-year deal? I think he's a one-year deal. I think he is too. And it's going to be interesting too with – Derek Henry. Henry, because he's an unrestricted free agent at the end of the year. They've, um, I read that they've made no effort on a contract extension. And I guess the Tennessee Titans, um, they don't do contract extensions during the season. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see if he wants to stay there. He's putting them in an interesting spot with the way he's uh, NFL leading rusher this year. Uh, all of their yards in the playoffs. He looks really good. He only had 18 catches this year, though, mm-hmm. which... Uh, I mean, he really fits that system, the zone blocking scheme. He's a very unique athlete. Yeah. He's so big, strong, and fast. His lateral agility is not elite. No. It's average. So uh, whenever he creates for himself, it's by running people over and getting through the hole extremely fast. He does have a really nice first juke step. Did you see that last night? I mean, I've seen that watching him a yeah. bunch of times. Like, I wouldn't say... Like when, the dead legs. Yeah. Or, yeah. He He's... He's shifty. He's definitely not, you know, super super agile for how big he is. It's just going to be interesting to see what they do with him. It, w- it was interesting because he had, what you said he had 18 catches this year. Yeah. I want to say that he the the most he's had before that was like 11 or 15. So pretty average year for him receiving wise. But the weird part is he's pretty efficient when they throw him the ball. Yeah, it's a lot of screens, though. It doesn't sure. look like he's running routes out of the backfield. And I don't know if that means he can't or they, it's not something they want him to do. Yeah. You never – it's it's hard to tell with something like that because he's a tall – I mean, he's, he's a really tall dude, so he'd be, you'd think he'd have a pretty big catch radius. He had uh, 200 receiving yards on 18 catches, which for running back is pretty – it's interesting. Yeah. He's just an interesting – he's an interesting read for sure. Absolutely. So – 
since we are continuing down our off-season buys and sells, just kind of remind you what we are doing. Uh, we're looking at players on each team going through each division, starting with the AFC. Uh, players we think are at their peak, and we're looking to sell them. And players we believe have room to grow and are off-season buy values. Yeah. Uh, some teams might not have one or either. Uh, we're also going through and beginning to talk about rookies, and we'll get more into that in upcoming episodes. A rookie we'd like to see on each each team would be interesting to see, or whether uh, people think that they would be a good fit. Not just us, but you know, doing throughout research. Uh, so we're continuing on with the AFC South and the Houston Texans. Ryan, you have anyone you'd be interested in buying on the Houston Texans? I actually don't. Um, I think that their dynasty assets fall into two categories for me. One, really well-priced assets. I think Hopkins at what, between wide receiver four and seven is right where he should be. Um, I think that Deshaun Watson at QB3 is exactly where he should be. I don't see so any value earlier, there. Yeah. Um, and then... <clears throat> Fuller, Kuti, Stills, uh, there's no tight ends there. There's no running backs that I'm interested in there. Um, I mean, I, you're not going to be able to – I think the next running back on this team is going to come in the draft. So I, I don't know. Do you have any buys? I do not have any buys. I, was a little, I am a little surprised that they spent a third-round pick essentially on Duke Johnson and yeah. used him almost hardly at all. Seemed kind of like a wasted trade. And now they, they only have a second round or second – round pick in the upcoming draft is their first pick yeah they traded it for the uh the left tackle from miami tunzel their yep. first round Larry tunzel and so i think they only have a second and they don't have a third because that was traded duke johnson so they have like a second a fourth and maybe a fifth and something like that so they don't have a ton of draft capital but you would expect that i mean man what's it they need line help but I do. I agree that I think they'll they will probably take a running back in this upcoming draft. So there is no one I want to buy. How about some sells? There's someone I want. I want to sell from this team. Yeah, I mean, I want to sell Will Fuller. Um, he is talented. I understand that when he is on the field, him and Deshaun Watson make beautiful music together. But I believe more than anything that the best ability is availability, and owning guys like Will Fuller just drive me crazy i mean it wasn't you know wasn't surprising to see that he wasn't playing last night um he's uh, he misses games every year so if at wide receiver 35 and dlf december adp you know I, I look at i look at guys around that range and i'd rather have almost any of them debo samuel curtis samuel i mean even this is crazy but even Devonte Parker is five spots mm. lower than him, and at this point, that would be a tough decision. So, I think at wide receiver thirty-five, that's what a mid to end second round rookie pick. Yeah, I think I'm moving on for that price. Yeah. So with Will Fuller, uh, I agree with you. He is definitely a sell. I I think I like him more in seasonal leagues and best ball leagues. Uh, Dynasty, like you said, is kind of hard to trust. Um, man, I don't know though. The games he plays, he looks so good. So he, he's kind of on that line of, is he a value? Is he, I, I, I kind of hate to use the word injury prone, but he has so many soft tissue injuries. It's not like fluky injuries, like dislocated shoulder or sprained ankle or something like that. Like it's all the soft tissue, hamstring, groin, a lot of that sort of stuff that maybe he just needs to get, do some yoga or stretch or something. I don't know. He's played in, he's played in 42 games in four seasons. That's not good. Yeah. 
10 games about 10 games a season did he have the same issues in college i don't remember he went to notre dame he right? went to notre dame yeah, yeah, I, don't I don't really I, I think he might have missed games in notre dame too so it seems like a continuing issue and man if i can get those players you talked about around especially someone like debo samuel mm. i would definitely do that um I don't know if I'm trading him for Devontae Parker. Another injury. No. I'd look for the pick. I'd, I think I'd take the pick. Yeah, I'd I'd try for a, a grab a draft pick, a second round, second third round pick. Uh, if someone is infatuated, but everyone knows by now that he is an injury risk. So if anyone, if you pay attention, so he might be a tough sell. Uh, mine is also a tough sell. I'm selling Carlos Hyde, uh, RB51. Uh, it looked like he was going for some thirds on uh, DLF trade finder and i would sell him for a third all day i would too i mean it'll be interesting to see who he ends up with next year actually i don't know if that's even going to be interesting this was a pretty good situation for him yeah decent the deal line got better with tunzel there um duke johnson you know wasn't used like we thought he would be duke johnson's got one more year left on his contract five million dollar cap hit no dead space so it'll be interesting to see what they do with him too but yeah i'd take any third for for carlos hyde especially in the 2020 draft Absolutely. So you got a rookie you'd like to see on the Texans? I know we talked earlier, like we think they're going to draft a running back, but uh, I don't know since they only have a second round pick as a one of their uh, day one and two picks. They only have one. Uh, however, this class is very deep on running backs, so they could find someone day three. Yeah, actually, you know, when I watch the Texans play, the defense is good enough the line with Tunzel and, and the way it's kind of transformed is good enough. I think their wide receivers are good enough. I really do think they need a running game. Every time I watch them play, that's seems what, to what holds back the offense. Um, yeah, I, second round, if they're going to pull the trigger, I really love um, Najee Harris there. I think Bill O'Brien has shown us that he clearly doesn't love using the satellite back type of player. And I think a more traditional back would fit here. Najee Harris end of the second round um i think if he could last that long would be would be a great fit uh if you've watched alabama play i think Najee harris even though he has the body of a almost derrick henry um he has actually some pretty nice hands uh, alabama yep. doesn't love throwing the ball to the running backs but the times they have um in the film i've seen of him he actually does have some pretty nice hands too so i do think he's a complete back and i think he could help that offense um you know mix it up a little bit yeah i think that's a uh, good a running back I'd be looking for in the second round would be Cam Akers. Yeah, I had him from, also as, as yeah potential. from Florida State. I mean, he was a elite back coming out of high school. Very frustrating for him, I'm sure. And uh, you know, Florida State's had one of the worst offensive lines in college football. Uh, PFF ranked him in the hundreds, uh, which is kind of surprising for a Power Five conference that used to be a really good team. Uh, so he could be late round value. He's a three down back. If he goes in the second round of the Texans, man, he'd almost move up to an elite, the tier one for me uh, on that team, mm-hmm. on that offense, young quarterback. The line is better. We know Cam Akers is a really good running back. So if we see a team put forward that sort of draft capital towards him, uh, I'd almost move him up to the Swift, J.K. Dobbins, Jonathan Taylor, and then Cam Akers right there with them. ETN and Cam Akers right there with them. I think, uh, I think talent-wise, he's as talented as all those running backs. I think he's going to destroy the combine. I think that his nobody's talking about him right now. Any dynasty rankings you see have him, you know, in the teens, 
early teens of this draft. And I think after the combine and after he gets second round, third round capital, I think that's all going to change. He's yeah. definitely, he's been my dark horse guy for a while that I just think he, Florida state was just a horrible situation for him. And he's just going to destroy the combine. Uh, his sophomore year, he had negative yards before contact, yeah. which is, I mean, it's tough. So all his, all his yards came after contact. Uh, so that makes it tough. Moving on down the AFC South, we're going to, to continue, excuse me, to the Indianapolis Colts. You got anyone you're looking to buy from the Indianapolis Colts? Uh, things kind of changed a little bit after the uh, retirement of Andrew Luck, but still think it's a good organization. I do too, and and I felt bad for people who, depending on when you had your rookie draft last year, and Paris Campbell was a popular end of the first round pick. Um, I'm gonna buy Paris Campbell now um, from the people who used a late first round pick. I'm seeing that he's dynasty December ADP 40 wide receiver 49. Um, wow. I saw some trades out there where you could get Campbell and the 2021st for Julio. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be all in on that. So I like Campbell at 49. I'd actually probably trade Fuller for Campbell and that's 14 spots. Yeah. So yeah, I like Campbell more in the mid thirties, even with the quarterback situation there. Yeah, uh, he was also my buy. Uh, like we said, it's a great organization. They have a great offensive line. I think Brissett is a serviceable quarterback. Uh, he didn't did not look as good at the end of the year. However, he was throwing to players they picked up off the street, undrafted free agent rookies. With T.Y. Hilton was hurt, Paris Campbell was hurt. The injury makes you a little bit nervous, but he didn't really have a history of injuries in, in college. Uh, was he a late first or a second round pick? He was a second round pick, right? He was a second round pick. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, he ran a four three one forty, six foot two oh five. He is a unique athlete, but uh, they like they used him as a receiver. Uh, they didn't use him just on bubble screens. as a lot of the stuff you saw at Ohio State. Uh, I saw I saw some trades for Muhammad Sanu, which I definitely do. Tariq Cohen, which is someone you don't know. I mean, who, who's a very good athlete, but I th I'm definitely trading Tariq Cohen for Paris Campbell if I had the opportunity. I want to be in those leagues. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, some of the, and some of these trades on the trade final, you you don't know the context, so uh, we just see them and throw some out there to get some ideas of who we could possibly shooting be shooting for uh, in these trades. You got a, someone you're looking to sell from the Colts? I actually don't. I mean, initially when I was putting this list together, I wanted to sell T.Y. Hilton, but even at wide receiver 31. I don't know. That seems at least fair. I certainly wouldn't buy T.Y. Hilton. And if I could move on from him for a mid-second or early second, depending on how my team was structured, I, I certainly would think about it. Um, what, what about you? I had T.Y. Hilton yeah. uh, as well. Uh, the problem is, is, man, you'd have to do that to – like the trade would have to be for a – team that is competing and since it's the off season that's obviously a little tougher unless you find some uh some sucker team like i've been in the past that <laughs> thinks they're a competing team and ends up not being uh, he, he'll be 31 he's still productive has a bit of an injury history uh you have seen i've seen some seconds uh, maybe a first if you're really lucky on the trade finder based on his name if they're not people that are worried about age and as much as we say uh, we're buying Campbell because we think it's a great organization and quarterback seems okay, I'm also selling T.Y. Hilton because he is no longer with an elite quarterback. It's not the same as it used to be when Andrew Luck was throwing to him. 
Uh, but it kind of depends on your situation. Yeah, and I feel like this is your chance. If you don't get out of T. Y. Hilton this year, yeah. Um, I, I don't, I don't know what that's going to look like when he's thirty-one, thirty-two. I don't know if there's going to be any value there. No. So I think this is just where I don't think you know you're going to kill your team by holding on to him and trying to get some flex production. But this is definitely your chance to to get some semblance of value, especially in a really solid twenty twenty draft. Yeah. And I, I think you're looking for the same thing that AJ Green got last year before the season. Uh, they're similar age, so I, I know you could get a second, a couple seconds, a, yeah. a second and a third, maybe a 2021 pick or something like that for AJ Green last year. Uh, so I'd be looking for the same thing there. How about a rookie you'd like to see on this offense? So here's where I'm at with the Colts. I think they're they're kind of going one of two ways. If they think that they have a quarterback in place they can win with. The defense is decent. Yes. The defense is pretty good. Yeah, their defense is solid. Um, If they think... I actually kind of like Marlon Mack. I think he's really serviceable. I think that you can win with a guy like Marlon Mack. Um, I think if they think they can win with the quarterback in place, then I think they should load up on weapons. Right. And in that case, I kind of like LaVisca Chenault from Colorado here. I think that Campbell has this elite speed... Hundredth uh, percentile speed score, and I really like Lavisca Chenault the way he's he's a he's he's a little bit bigger, but he's also explosive and really physical. Um, I think he could be a, a yak monster in the NFL. So I really like the idea of pairing those guys together. I think would give a little yin and yang to the offense from hmm. the wide receiver standpoint. You don't think they're a similar type receiver? I don't know. I want to see what Chenault's going to run. It's hard sometimes with Colorado, some of Colorado's opponents to right. see. It's hard sometimes to put these guys in context in college when when you're when they don't play the best opponents, um, yeah. To see what his speed is going to be, but I, I kind of see him more as kind of a, a, a mid possession kind of physical yak receiver. Um, but I'm I'm interested to see what the combine says for Chenault. I have Jalen Rager mm-hmm. as uh, my pick. That'd be a lot of Colts. speed on the field. That would be a lot of speed on the field. Uh, he had a tough junior year, but that offense. Man, if you want to watch a boring offense, go ahead and uh, go ahead and watch uh, TCU. Yeah, TCU. TCU's yep. offense. Sorry. And he was great as a freshman. He he has a ninety six percentile breakout uh, breakout score. Eighteen point so. seven year old breakout. Uh, he's an elite athlete. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a monster. And I think he fits kind of the T Y Hilton mold. Uh, they're both a little bit smaller receiver. Both very good athletes. Uh, good breakouts in in their respective colleges uh so that's who i had because i think he will he will just be able to learn from ty and slide right into a similar role uh, coming out of college how's Brissette's deep ball uh, i'm wondering I, I didn't catch a ton of Brissette this year it what, what is his kind of what's his favorite routes it's throw? an intermediate yeah. okay yeah i mean but he can i mean he's good enough to throw the deep ball oh, yeah. because he was uh, I'd have to look. We can. And he plays half his games in a dome. Half his games in a dome. Uh, Ty was hurt for most of the year, so we did not get to see a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll see. Moving on to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Do you have anyone you'd like to buy from the Jaguars? Uh, a little bit of a down year this year. A little bit of down year a year before. And uh, two two years ago, they were in the AFC Championship against the Patriots. Yeah. Yeah. How they have fallen. Yeah, they have. Um, so. The thing with the Jags, I don't know. The, the situation's changing. They, they just fired Coughlin. Um, it sounds like Marone doesn't know 
what his job security is. We don't know if it's Minshew or Foles. I'm not really super high on either of those scenarios. I know Minshew has kind of a cult following. I think that's, you know, I don't know. I think that's going to be short-lived. But he, he was he, they got him so late. He's a cheap cheap for sure. Yeah, yeah, he's already paid his uh, sixth round capital yeah. back. Um so I don't mind DJ Shark at wide receiver 18 in the ADP, but I'm not sure if I would buy him at that price, but but he's really I think Fournette is really well priced. Um I think I'm not interested in Westbrook, I don't think. No. So, I mean, Shark would really be the only one. There's no tight end of consequence there. So, Shark would be the guy if I was going to buy. But at wide receiver 18, I think maybe you could get a couple spots of value on him. Maybe he should be wide receiver 13 or 14. But um, I think that would pretty much be it for me for the Jags as, as they stand right now. I also think they'll add a weapon in the rookie draft. Yeah, I actually have the same exact notes. I, I'm not interested in buying DJ Shark. I thought I was at first uh, because if people are not value, valuing him as an elite receiver, then you should be buying because he is a top 20 dynasty wide receiver. However, he is valued as a top 20 dynasty wide receiver and he'll cost you a first plus this upcoming draft is, uh, as we go through these rookies, you'll see that it is very deep. So do I want DJ shark or do I want T Higgins plus whatever else I'm giving up the first plus part of that? Yeah, absolutely. I want the T Higgins plus whatever yep. I'm getting over DJ shark. Obviously, landing spot and everything could change that, but then who we just talked about, Jalen Rager. I'd rather have Rager plus another piece over Shark right now, uh, especially if they bring someone else in, like you said. I do like the what he did with the terrible quarterback play was really impressive. He is young. He is an elite athlete. He We thought coming out of college, I know he went late in a lot of rookie drafts because we thought he was a one-trick pony just to straight down the field uh, sort of speed wide receiver and he's proven this year that he can pretty much do it all i haven't watched a ton of the jaguars but nobody has and <laughs> nobody has but he he caught the ball at all levels of the field this year yeah. and he was a, a very big surprise last last season was the time to buy him oh man if only he was probably a fourth round rookie pick exactly he had a thousand yards and eight touchdowns with Minshew and Foles, and you know uh, <laughs> That's nothing to scoff at for the Jags offense, but you know, I I think there's going to be a lot of changes in the off season, and and the the point of this is to kind of point out glare what we think is glaring sells and buys. It's yeah. not you know forcing anything, but you know if you love Shark, you know I think I think you could probably go out and get him. But like you said, in a vacuum, I'd probably rather have the package of the first couple receivers in this draft. He slowed down a little bit to finish the year too after week eleven, zero touchdowns. Uh, only one quote-unquote big game. He had nine catches for 75 yards. He didn't go over 100 yards again. Uh, he, he started the year on fire. So, What about sells? Got any sells? I do have a player that I am looking to sell from the Jacksonville Jaguars, and that is Leonard Fournette. He is currently RB8. He was a very surprising like elite three-down back uh, based on his catches. It's kind of a little bit surprising to me. His touchdowns were really low this year. He only had like two or three. So you could definitely see some touchdown, positive touchdown regression coming. He's finally healthy. But to me, he is not in that elite tier of backs. Uh, so that's why I would be selling. Uh, I saw some trades on the trade finder for Mixon in two seconds. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So that's the kind of haul you could get with him. And I believe that Mixon is, like, I have Mixon ranked above him. Yeah, I have Mixon above him, too. Uh, I saw trade for Godwin, which I would be interested in doing. Uh, A trade for Justice Hill and two firsts. Yeah. So if he's grabbing that sort of value, uh, I I think I have to sell him. Yeah, productive running backs are dynasty gold. Uh, Fournette, 25 years old. Um, how many touchdowns did Fournette have in 2019? Take a stab. Three. Three touchdowns. That Three. is an incredible anomaly. <laughs> I don't know. He racked up almost 1,700 yards and had three touchdowns. I I would love to see. And 76 receptions. Wow, he he did have an interesting year. Yeah. Um, I would love to see what he what based on his yardage what he should have had in touchdowns. I bet it should have been 10. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I don't disagree. His his I don't love this offense and running back is so much about the offense. 25 already. I like Fournette as a dynasty running back one, but if I'm going to get Justice Hill in two firsts, if I'm going to get Chris Godwin, who I have is probably a top 6 or 7 dynasty receiver, if I'm going to get Joe Mixon, period. Great. Um yeah, no, I I like that better for sure. On uh, on top of the two picks and uh what does so he is he, he is a younger back. He is only 24. Uh, next year's the last year of his contract in Jacksonville, I yeah, believe. No, Fournette yeah. just turned 25. 25. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I think it's good practice in general to sell, sell your running backs before their second contract. Uh, and if you get out a little early after getting some uh, production out of him, uh, that's all the better for me. Uh, how about a rookie you'd like to see on the Jaguars? All right, a rookie. Um, I like the fit of Brian Edwards here. So mm. the 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 pair. So I like that the Jaguars. You know what they want to do. They they want to fortify the line for sure. They're gonna want to. They love to run the ball. Um, don't know what's gonna happen to quarterback there. I don't think I see them investing in a quarterback though. I think they're gonna probably try to figure that out yeah it, Foles is still owed a lot of money Foles is owed a lot of money Minshew showed something as a rookie so I like the idea of them using maybe a later pick either really late day two or really you know, early day three so Brian Edwards I just like the potential pairing of him and Shark both have size but I think Shark is kind of that prototypical X with speed um, Edwards to me fits more of like a flanker he's got that great body control yeah some of the best film you know, remove raw athleticism and just watch Brian Edwards' body control in his film. And I, I love, really love watching him play. I think the combine's going to hurt his draft stock because I don't think he's going to be super dynamic when it comes to his speed score. I was going to, I was going to say it will be interesting to see how the NFL values him. Yeah, because uh, Kelvin Harmon last year, I think, is a similar receiver, maybe a little less athletic, but a similar type of receiver. And the NFL did not value him at all going, what, sixth, seventh round pick to the Redskins. And we all thought he would be a third, maybe a fourth, might fall to the fourth. Yep. But kind of where he fell was a bit surprising. But I do like Brian Edwards. I was a little disappointed he came back for his senior year, especially now he's going to have to come out in this wide receiver class, which I guess is good for us if you save those 2020 uh, dynasty uh, rookie draft picks yeah. that's good for you because that's just more depth in the class uh probably not very he's still 21 good. yeah so he's really young i think his breakout age is going to be i mean 100th percentile yeah 
Yeah, I think he's a 17-year-old breakout. Yeah, yep. I see him and Tyler Johnson from Minnesota kind of in the same boat as I think they're going to underwhelm athletically, but turning on the film, watching their hands, watching their routes, especially for I think Tyler Johnson falls into hands and routes, and I think Brian Edwards early on now falls just incredible body control. Um, I, I think they could be guys that I could see exceeding their draft capital. Yeah, absolutely. I have C.D. Lamb as a rookie. Uh, yeah. He is future Hopkins, I have as a as a note. Uh, the reason is is Jaguars have the seventh, seventh or eighth pick. I think it's the seventh pick. Mm-hmm. And I saw a lot of mocks of C.D. Lamb going to the Jaguars. So I just wanted to bring him up. Uh, I believe we are both in agreement that he is the wide receiver one in this rookie class as of right now. As of right now, yeah. As of right now, big, strong, fat. He actually put on 10 pounds of muscle last offseason. He is the boss, and in the playoff game, even though the Oklahoma Sooners looked terrible, he looked fantastic. Yeah, yeah, the so- his true, so- you know, the sophomore breakout. Yeah. but as yeah. a freshman, Oklahoma is a good program. You know, he had a lot of competition. He had a lot of competition. Um, as a freshman, eight hundred and seven yards, seven touchdowns. As a, I love the sophomore year, eleven hundred and fifty-eight yards and eleven touchdowns. Yeah. Follows that up with thirteen twenty-seven and fourteen touchdowns. When he year. became the man, yeah, he, he took over the offense. Him and Marquise Brown, his sophomore year, Marquise Brown was he senior or junior? Either way, yeah, they they basically had the same, pretty much the junior. same yeah. production. Um, and Marquise Brown went in the first round of the NFL draft. Yeah, so he was competing nine. with yeah. the first-round draft pick for touches in, in a college offense. So C.D. Lamb, mm-hmm. uh, man, pair him up with D.J. Shark. And that was another reason uh, I would consider selling D.J. Shark. Someone like C.D. Lamb goes mm-hmm. there. He is not getting the same amount of targets. He d- Maybe he becomes more efficient, Shark does, with his targets. Uh, he becomes more of the deep threat we thought he was going to be because – C.D. Lamb is going to demand touches wherever he goes. Oh, yeah. C.D. Lamb would – on day one, C.D. Lamb is the alpha in that offense with D.J. Shark. And I don't know with the way the Jaguars run their offense if they can support two top 18 dynasty wide receivers. I, I don't think they can. No. Um, and C.D. Lamb is going to be the alpha in that offense. Absolutely. Um, he's going to be the alpha in any offense he goes to, right, I believe. Right, Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I think that makes sense. Yeah, love love the idea. It's kind of like the what we talked about with the Colts. If they believe that you have the quarterback in place, you might as well surround them with a, a bunch of weapons because you know it just it can help out the quarterback a ton. Yeah, and I don't know if they think that, but you could also get those weapons and hope for a quarterback next the uh, following year when we got Fields and uh, Trevor Lawrence coming out. Yes. Uh, so we're going to move on to the last team in the AFC South. And the that, Dynasty Slaying Titans. The Dynasty Slaying Titans. Taking down the Pats. A uh, bit of a surprise, I think, this year for a lot of people. The uh, We expected a slog of an offense, and once uh, the great Ryan Tannehill took over, it became a boon for fantasy owners. Uh, you got any buys from the Tennessee Titans? Yeah, keep talking about him, but I, I just love A.J. Brown. Um, he is still... December ADP dynasty wide receiver 26, which seems like a misprint to me. I have him, you know, I have him close to wide receiver 10 in dynasty right now. His rookie season, you're talking about a better season than Juju, um, 22 years old with no quarterback in place. I mean, Juju's rookie season had AB taken double teams and had Big Ben tossing the most yards in the NFL that season. Right. 
So AJ Brown, just what he did coming in, you know, eating Corey Davis's lunch, <laughs> basically working with Mariota, who's incompetent as a passer, and then Tannehill, who, you know, he can sling it around, but you know, he's not not a great great guy, great uh, quarterback. But it's just such a great start to the career, his career. I saw a Kamara straight up trade for him. And then I saw a trade for two twenty twenty firsts. Yeah, I was if just I had AJ Brown and I had two, and someone offered me two twenty twenty firsts, I'm actually not even sure if I would make that trade. That I think that would be really close for me. But to have a twenty two year old guy put up the season he did a thousand plus yards, um, he's an elite company there. I saw uh, Odell Beckham straight up. Oh, I'm taking AJ Brown all day. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I had uh, AJ Brown as my buy. Uh, however. Man, once you start looking at these trades, uh, a couple firsts, a couple firsts plus in some situations. Would you trade him for two twenty twenty first? Obviously, we don't know where those firsts are. You know, yeah. if it's pick one and four, then I'll take one and four. But if it's pick seven and eleven, or you know, six and eleven, or seven and eleven, six. like I think I'm gonna I'm gonna hold AJ Brown. I think I I'm taking the first. You are. Yeah, I think the chance of one of those picks being either a bust or you know a wide receiver three or something like that. You got to boom the other one then, big time. Yeah. I mean, he is. So, like, like you said earlier, I looked up some stats. On, there's been 15 players, 22 or under, that have over 1,000 receiving yards like he had. OBJ, Mike Evans, Hopkins, uh, DJ Moore, and Juju. Uh, so, he is an elite company. But I've seen trades uh, where it costs DJ Moore plus something for – AJ Brown, which well, yeah, that's I have DJ Moore ahead of AJ Brown. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. some of the or even uh, or even Hopkins for AJ Brown. I don't, I know. I think we're one year removed from that trade making sense. Yeah, yeah, and like we said, I mean, AJ Brown did not do much in the playoff game. No, well, <laughs> Tannehill threw for seventy two yards. Seventy two. Twenty two of them went to hit Derrick Henry on one play. So he, so he threw for fifty yards to his receivers. I mean, A.J. Brown was elite in the yak this year, the yards after catch, and that's tough to repeat. The only one that's George Kittle. <laughs> George Kittle or uh, uh, Golden Tate. Yeah, uh, Golden Tate did it very consistently. Uh, we saw Juju not be able to this past year. Uh, teams, defenses learn, uh, AJ, it, and A.J. Brown will continue to grow and improve too. Will he improve as fast as the defenses are trying to shut him down now that he – Looks like the number one on the off. I mean, he did in college, so he should be able to. Uh, and also, what does that quarterback situation look like? But he is an elite company. I would be buying two at the at the right price, but I, I would yeah. not. I wouldn't be giving up two first round picks for AJ Brown. I I don't think I would either, and I'm not sure that I would sell. It's kind of that spot where you kind of want to see what happens. Um, just everything AJ Brown's done since we've seen him at Ole Miss has just been magic. I mean, he, you know, just. DK Metcalf was was nothing, you know. He he looked so much better than DK Metcalf. Great breakout age, great dominator. It'll be interesting to see. He's just his and his body type is so strange. He's yeah. so big. He's he's bigger than Juju and way faster than Juju. Um, yeah, it's just interesting. I saw a lot of Juju in his game when I when I was studied his film last year, um, and he exceeded all of my expectations. I, when he landed with Tennessee, even with good draft capital, I think kind of the air was let out of the balloon for a lot of people. Yeah. He fell to eight to 10 in a lot of drafts. Um, oh, he was great value in rookie oh, yeah. drafts. Uh, he, he was wide receiver one for a lot of, lot of uh, dynasty players until he got drafted to the Titans and it's 
but his talent has shown through. So he re, if you redraft the 2019 draft, he's your wide receiver once. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah, absolutely. With a big tier gap. Yeah, absolutely. Where's he sit with Miles Sanders, Josh Jacobs? We'll take we'll take Kyler Murray Ooh. out of it just because some people play in Superflex, some people don't. Yeah. If you're talking Superflex, Kyler Murray's probably my 101 still. Man, that that's that makes it a little tougher. The especially the way Miles Sanders finished the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Jacobs was such a workhorse. I think it's one tier for me. Those three. Yeah, those three would probably all be in the same tier. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Anyone you're looking to sell from the Tennessee Titans? No, this team is pretty, pretty void. You know, other than AJ Brown and, and Derrick Henry, of course. I mean, Derrick Henry. I have to check his ADP, but it Derrick Henry's in a weird spot too because it's like, are we buying Derrick Henry? Are we selling Derrick Henry? I'm not sure what he he kind of fits in that same mold right now. He's oh eighty. Oh, never mind. Wait, where is he? ADP. Oh, he's twelve. I think that RB makes 12. perfect sense. I think RB twelve is perfect for him. I don't think I'm buying or selling. I think he has got the potential to have another top five season next year. Um, so I don't think I'm buying or selling Derrick Henry. It's too late to buy. I think it's too early to sell. Um, Corey Davis is wide receiver thirty-eight. Yeah, I'm not interested. In Corey <laughs> no, Davis not at all. at all. I mean, AJ Brown made him look like well, someone I would be interested in is uh, John o. Smith. Yeah, we talked about buying elite athletic tight ends. Uh, John o. Smith falls into that. He's still fair, relatively cheap. He kind of finished the year strong. Uh, however, I have Derrick Henry as my sell. He is an elite two-down back, but he will be 26 to start next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, from a lot of the trades I've seen, you can get a first plus for him. And if I can flip him for one of these young running backs coming in, his contract is up. We don't know if mm-hmm. he's going to stay at Tennessee. We were talking off-air a little bit. Uh, to me, Tennessee is a great fit for him mm-hmm. in the zone running scheme. If he goes somewhere else, do we have a Le'Veon Bell sort of situation? Some team thinks he can come in and just bowl people over, and then all of a sudden we see Derrick Henry that we saw at the beginning of his career. Yeah, And that that kind of scares me a little bit. I guess if you want to play that game, I think for me the way I'd play it is I would wait to see if he re-signs with Tennessee, then I'm holding. If especially, he goes, if especially if you're a contender. Yeah, yeah. If he goes somewhere else, I am looking to sell. Man, I don't... If you're a rebuilding team and you can get a top four pick or top five pick for him... Plus. Yeah, that's a, that's like, a good yeah. deal for a rebuilding team. If you're a competing team and he stays in Tennessee, I'm holding. Yeah. You think that's about fair? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, how about a rookie you'd like to see on the Tennessee Titans? Um, I think that I would like to see a quarterback for the Titans. You know, they're they're going to have too good of a draft pick, probably. I don't know how the quarterbacks, I haven't really analyzed them yet. I don't know how they're all going to shake out. But I, I wouldn't mind them to see them take a stab. I think they're probably going to re-sign Tannehill. Hopefully it's a short contract, you know, two years maybe for a stopgap. You know, maybe take a chance on a Jacob Eason yeah. or Jalen Hurts. I really didn't like, like how Jalen Hurts looked in the bowl game. No, but, the but LSU of, is so good. The rest of his year was very good. So you know, if if that's if that's a late first or probably more like sec- Jalen Hurts, I think it's going to be a second rounder. I think Eason could slip into the late first. So you know, I'd like to see them take a shot on a quarterback because the defense is good, the running game is good, AJ Brown is good, I think Johnny Smith is good. You've got the line is pretty good. Yeah. You've got a lot of pieces in place. So I think you can take a chance there and try to get your quarterback of the future. Cause you definitely don't have that on the roster right now. 
I have someone we talked about, you talked about earlier, and that's Najee Harris. Yeah. Because I think they can just replace Henry with mm-hmm. him and not have to pay that big second contract that we see never work out for running backs. And I don't know what Henry is going to expect, but after leading the NFL in rushing, I'm guessing he's going to look for a lot of money. Yeah, I would think at least $10 million plus a year on yeah. a four-year deal or something like that. that. That's just not worth it. No me. team should do that. No, no. So you can just draft Najee Harris in the second or third round, bring him in on that cheap rookie contract, and boom. The last elite running back to win a Super Bowl was probably Marshall Falk. Yeah. And that's really what we, in real football, running back doesn't matter. In fantasy football, running back's almost the only thing that matters. It's it's really the opposite. So as we talk about real football here, as it pertains to your dynasty team, I think that's correct. I think the Tennessee Titans need to, you know, I think every team in the NFL needs to pass on paying running backs yeah. money at all. Right, <laughs> and, right. And, and draft cheap. Or, you know, there's a lot of cheap guys you can even get out there that'll be serviceable. So I agree with that completely. Let somebody else take Derrick Henry's contract, um, which probably in the long term won't work out for them. Right. And Najee Harris just seems like another big, big bodied Alabama, really good athlete. Like you said, three down pass catcher. I don't know. Can, can they get, I believe they can get out of Dion Lewis's contract, yeah, which was can. another terrible running back signing and Najee Harris can just fill in for both because we we know he can he can catch the ball Najee Harris 6'2 230 I mean he's he needs like two more inches and 15 more pounds to be Derrick Henry but I I really like his hands like I said earlier so he's Derrick Henry light yeah yeah (laughs) bring in Najee Harris and then give give Matt Breida two and a half million dollars a year on a three-year contract and that's your running back tandem on that team Mm. it would be great yeah absolutely Well, thanks for tuning in as we continue down the AFC South. Uh, Next week, we will look at the AFC West. Uh, Be sure to check us out uh, on Twitter at Dynasty In-Depth. We have a website, www.http, sports slash slash, www.dynastyindepth.com. We will be working on our rankings and rookie content, so... Uh, keep checking that out. We'll, we'll announce on the podcast when it's fully up and running, but uh, uh, that's our site for now. Uh, be sure to rate us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere you listen to your podcast. It's always helpful if you're out there listening. Uh, if you like us, if you don't like us, let us know what you don't like about us. That's helpful too. Or uh, listen to another podcast. No, I'm kidding. No, thanks everybody. Thank you. Thank you.